You're listening to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast. I'm Martin Tyler, and you're listening to Harry Simeon. Hello and welcome back to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast brought to you by 90 Min. As ever, I'm your host, Harry Simu, and on this edition, we're going to be discussing the reports linking Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain with a return to Arsenal. I'm going to be sharing my thoughts, my views on that particular report. I'll be catching up with what you guys have to say as well in the live chat box. So feel free to flood the chat box with your comments, your thoughts, your questions even, and we'll pick up as many of those as we possibly can. I did put a poll out, which is pinned at the top of the live chat, um, asking the question, would you take Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain back at Arsenal? And right now, at the time of recording, while I'm live, the poll is split right down the middle, 50-50 at present. Ah, I mean... Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain back to Arsenal is something that I would never have thought of. I've got to be completely honest. I think Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain left Arsenal in at a time where, you know, we were looking at it as fans and going, well, this is a little bit disappointing. This is a little bit frustrating. But I actually felt, and I had to really kind of think back to how I felt at this point, was, you know, I, I felt like Arsenal had got a decent amount of money for him. I think it was around about £35 million uh, we knew that the player was heading off, et cetera, et cetera. So we ended up, um, you know, feeling as though that was a fair deal and a fair bit of business. It was frustrating. Um, it was disappointing that we were, again, losing a potentially very bright young talent. But at the end of the day, the money was good. And and he moved on. And I think we can all agree, although you'll look at his career when he eventually finishes up, and you'll say, well, he won this, this and this. He won Premier Leagues and he won Champions Leagues at Liverpool. I think if you're being completely honest with yourself, you have to say he hasn't really pulled up any trees. He's been injured for large periods, a problem that he had at Arsenal. And then he took over to Liverpool with him. And the fact that this report is even doing the round suggests, doesn't it, that he is you know, dispensable to Liverpool, that he's not somebody that they would categorise as a really key and important component. And we talk about us having problems in midfield. Well, Liverpool have had problems in midfield as well with injuries and always feel like they're just one or two injuries away from being in a real tricky position when it comes to that area of the park. So the fact that even they'd even be willing to consider letting him go just tells you all you need to know about Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain's time at Anfield. He's been a good servant. He's been a very useful squad player at times, but he's never managed to, for a couple of reasons, one of them being probably his level of performance, the other reason probably being his um, inability to stay fit. But you have to say that he's never established himself as a first-team regular. And by that, I mean someone who's one of the first names on the team sheet, week in, week out, and therefore that's why they would... You know, he, he could be on the move. But from an Arsenal perspective, you know, the midfield is an area that we talked about time and time again in the summer. We talked about the need to bring in more than we did, the, the fact that we needed more cover. You know, you're looking at uh, Thomas Partey as somebody who's broken down on a number of occasions and whose fitness is a concern to us. You're also looking at Granite Xhaka, the fact that he's out now for a long period of time. Then you look at Maitland-Niles, El Nenny, the players that we're looking at 
as as replacements, Lokonga, you know, do any of them fill you with confidence to the point where you say, well, it's okay, we'll we'll play that person week in, week out, and that'll fill all the holes and plug all the gaps and, and moving forward we'll do brilliantly. No. Um, so, you know, it's an area that I, I feel that we failed to strengthen in. And I think we looked at somebody like Granny Xhaka as kind of Mr. Reliable in terms of his fitness. I know other people have a different view on him as a footballer, but fitness-wise, he's never really let us down. And he picks up this injury off the back of a freak kind of innocuous incident. And now we're going to be without him. And so you can understand why people are talking about Arsenal going out and bringing in another midfielder. And I think there's probably a need to do that now. Um, you know, I, I said there was, as I said, there was a need in the summer, but having overlooked that and having decided to prioritise other areas, we maybe felt like we could persevere and push through it. Now we're in a position where we are, again, just one injury away from a catastrophe in that part of the pitch. So there is a need to go out and get a midfielder. There is a need to think about how we can kind of prevent su uh, suffering from the absence of Granite Xhaka for a long period of time and in the event uh, that, you know, Thomas Partey picks up another knock. But Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain is just simply not the answer. Why would you look to replace an injured player with somebody who's got a much worse injury record? First of all, he's going to want big wages. And I know the report from The Sun, which is, has come out today and he's doing the round, suggests that we're considering taking him back on loan and that that would be with a view to maybe doing a permanent deal come the end of that period. But, you know, for Liverpool to allow this to happen, for Liverpool to allow Oxlade-Chamberlain to join a club that, OK, they're not in direct competition with you. You'd say they're in the top four and we're in that little bracket below. But you feel like it would have to be worth their while, wouldn't it? And And... By being worth a while, I mean that we'd be taking a significant chunk of his wages on so that they could relieve that from Liverpool's wage bill. So when I think about all of the things and all of the factors and, and what we're going to have to probably pay and the fact that, you know, it's kind of, I, I always say this, don't go back to an ex. You just don't do it unless they're legends, unless it's absolutely necessary. That should not be your go-to and it should not be Arsenal's solution. Um in the centre of midfield for me. Add to that, you know, Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain is not the type of midfielder that we're missing in Xhaka, in someone that plays that little bit deeper, in someone that likes to protect the back four. I think he's more of an advanced midfielder. Uh, you know, if I'm being completely honest, I've, I've not ever been sure that he is a central midfielder full stop. When he played for Arsenal, he was, you know, beating that drum constantly, wanted to play in that position. Apparently, one of the reasons he's left or, or largely... Um, one of the reasons, sorry, one of the reasons he largely left was because he felt that under Jurgen Klopp, he'd get a, an opportunity to play as part of that midfield three. But I, I, as I say, I don't think he's ever really pulled up trees in that position. I don't think he's ever done enough um, to secure his place in that side. And I know they're at a much higher level than us. And maybe sometimes we shouldn't be snobs, but it just, I, it, to me, it just doesn't make sense. I can't comprehend why this would be a good idea. Add to the fact that it goes completely against this new direction of travel, this new project that Arsenal have undertaken, uh, have undertaken, whereby we're looking to bring through young players that are going to develop together. You know, yes, you need to complement that with some experience in order to get the best results. And I've always said that. But is Oxlade-Chamberlain the right kind of experience? Is Oxlade-Chamberlain going to come in and be a good servant? Or is Oxlade-Chamberlain going to come in, be a drain on resources and sit most of the time out on the sidelines. 
He's just not reliable for me, not in terms of his fitness, not in terms of his performances. I never felt he was completely reliable, even during his first stint at Arsenal. And it's why many of us at the time felt that £35 million or whatever it was exactly that Liverpool paid was a fair amount of money. Um, so I wasn't gutted when he left, um, if I'm being honest, and I'm not overly enthused or enthused at all, if I'm being honest, about the prospect of, if, of him coming back. I've got to be... Uh, completely honest with you guys. Um, let's have a quick check in on the poll. And, you know, 68% of you now are saying no. And I think that's, you know, a lot more like it. Uh, the numbers might have been a little bit skewed at the beginning. Uh, bad boy in the live chat says, hi, everyone. Hell no, I wouldn't take Ox back. He wasn't good enough when we had him. And he only got worse at Liverpool. <laughs> uh, big hello to Creambone, to Omar, uh, to Josh. Um Brad says, I like the Ox, but he wouldn't last three games. Again, expressing uh, concerns and worries around the players' fitness. Uh, Mellon says, the money was very good when he left for Liverpool. One of our best transfers out ever. Um, Omar says, stay clear of Chamberlain. Not been great at Liverpool lately and is injury prone too. Uh, Trey from Atlanta says, like Ox, but he does not fit the younger profile of recent signings and will have no sell-on value after any contract Arsenal provide. Completely agree. Uh, Josh says we can do better. Completely agree. Not just in terms of player-wise, but in terms of fit. Because as I said, I don't think he fits. You know, we're talking about a team that will more often than not line up in a 4-2-3-1 formation. And we're talking about one of the members of the double pivot being a position in which we probably need to strengthen. And so does Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain fit into that? No, I think he just about fits into Jurgen Klopp's three-man midfield because it's box-to-box, -box, you know, in a lot of cases. But for me, it, it's not just about doing better in terms of the quality of the player. It's about doing better in terms of the fit. And I, I just don't see it. Uh, Dave says, sorry, but I cannot think of one good reason to bring the Ox pack unless you think a good reason is to give your physio some work. <laughs> uh, Trip2 says, would a loan deal be the end of the world? No, look, nobody's saying it'll be the end of the world, but it just doesn't feel like a sensible solution given all the challenges that we face as a football club right now, given the issues that Oxley chamberlain has had throughout his career, it would he be a reliable solution? And the last thing you want to do when looking for a solution is go out and bring one in that you can't trust to be fit, that you can't trust to be available um, or, or at the level you require or to fit into the system that you require them to fit into when you do need to call on them. Otherwise, what is the point? Um, Tuco says, I feel like there are better options for the low market in January. I couldn't name any, but there are surely. Yeah, there are. I'm sure there are. Um, Josh says, why can't we just grab a while on loan? I, don't, I wish it was that easy. Um, Kingsley says, I was so glad he was sold. I'm not having him back. Martin says, which midfield profile do you think we need then, Harry? I think we need a... Um, well, as I, as I keep saying, we need somebody who can fit into that double pivot, who can sit in that position in front of the back four, can play compact alongside Thomas Partey and provide us with that defensive stability and then the base for some of our more creative players to get forward. I think one of the big problems we had at Brighton was that Lekonga wasn't doing the role that Xhaka did, does in the same way. He was trying and he was obviously asked to try and do that. But I felt he pulled too far wide on numerous occasions. And I highlighted that on the tactical analysis uh, show straight after the game or the next day. Talked about him pulling out too far 
uh, too far to the left um, to try and accommodate for the fact he was playing on his wrong side and therefore always ensure that he was cutting back inside on his stronger foot. And I, and I just think we probably need someone a little bit more defensive-minded. We need somebody who's going to be more aware of the spaces being left, not just by himself, but by his left back, who undoubtedly in Kieran is going to bomb forward at every single opportunity. So I think there are a number of things that you need to take into consideration here. And when I try, if you asked me to name five things that I need from the player that's going to play in that position alongside Thomas Partey moving forward, I don't think Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain ticks any of those boxes. I really don't. Uh, Omar says, Harry, are you ill? Your voice is a bit low today. Thank you for the concern, mate. Uh, really appreciate it. I'm in a room that's got so much echo, which doesn't help the sound issue. Um, but I am getting over a cold. It's gone, but I'm still a little bit bunged up around here, uh, which is probably coming across uh, in, in the recording. So I do apologize. Uh, Jashar says, big up, Harry. I don't like the way that Ox left us to go to Liverpool. Um, yeah, you know that's that's the thing as well wasn't it and if you cast your mind back to to that time and to how it all kind of unfolded there were rumors of it wasn't there there was talk of him not being happy not being uh completely on board with the role that Arsene Wenger was asking him to play in and if you remember we played against Liverpool at Anfield got absolutely battered he had a stinker from what I remember and then days later joined Liverpool and and when you looked back on that and you you kind of knew that obviously that deal was not done necessarily, but at least in the pipeline, or there was at least murmurs and whispers of it going on behind the scenes. And then for him to turn in a performance like that, where he just didn't even look like he was interested before securing that move was was really, really, uh, really frustrating and really disappointing. So it did leave a bit of a bit of taste in my mouth. But as I said, right at the top of this uh, this episode, for me, the money was too good to ignore. The money was too good to turn down. And given that he had kind of flattered to deceive, I felt at Arsenal and he was very up and down and one week he was great and the next week he'd go missing. For me, it was a no-brainer. It was a deal that needed to be done. It's clear that his desire was to move on as well. Will he look back in years gone by and say, well, I went to Liverpool and I won X, Y, Z. It was a good, good decision. Yeah, I think he will. Uh, based on trophies and based on honours. But I think there will be a part of Oxlade-Chamberlain that will look back and say, yeah, I won all these things, but it felt a bit hollow because I wasn't as involved as I'd have liked to have been. Yes, I played a role. And yes, at times, you know, I was called upon and I came into the side and I did a good job. But it will feel a little bit hollow, I feel, for Oxlade-Chamberlain because he wasn't one of the central figures. He wasn't a key cog in that Jurgen Klopp machine. I think you have to say that. And I think that's why I keep going back to that point of he didn't really pull up any trees at Anfield. Um, let's just take a couple more comments before we wrap up. Just a brief addition uh, as coming to you from uh, from the 90 Min HQ, as you can see. But uh, we'll be back tonight for a more in-depth episode where we're going to talk about a number of things. We're going to talk about Arsenal's reported interest in the Sevilla striker Youssef N. Naziri. We're going to be talking about Alexander Lacazette, what his future might hold will be reflecting on a busy weekend of sport. Not all of it uh, football related, but we did have the Nations League. So we'll touch on that and we'll touch on that Fury, jo uh, Fury I nearly said Fury Joshua, uh, Fury Wilder fight because that was incredible as well. So lots to get into on a more chilled, relaxed live episode tonight. That's coming up at about 7pm UK time. So make sure you've got your notifications 
turned on for that. Uh, Trey says, um, if Partey has an injury, then we are looking at a January transfer to pair with Sambi. Should this be another young, promising holding midfielder or an experienced player? Said earlier on, that we, we, we're talking about the project here and the idea of, of building this new young team, but there does need to be experience scattered in and amongst that. Um, I've not got an issue with Arsenal going out and bringing someone in on a short-term deal, someone with experience. But Oxlade-Chamberlain is just not the answer for me. You know, I'd rather drop Martin Odegaard deeper um, and play ESR in the number 10 role than doing that, than bringing Oxlade-Chamberlain. Because you bring experience in to complement the youngsters, to help the youngsters, to see them through, to develop them. Because that's the route and the, the, the idea of the project that Arsenal have chosen to embark on. What you don't do is you don't go and buy dried up has-beens that don't even fit the profile of what you're trying to do. And I know that might sound harsh and I don't have any real ill feeling towards Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain. But he is a bit of a, a has-been, even at his age, 28 years old, whatever he is. He's someone who, who's failed to stay fit for long periods of time. He's someone who's never lived up to the hype um, that, that kind of followed or, or surrounded his move to Liverpool in the first place. And given the way he left, as a number of you have mentioned in the chat, I personally don't think that we should even be entertaining the idea of bringing him back. Uh, Don Saki says we should go for Fabian Ruiz. That'd be a obviously very costly exercise, but I'm a massive fan of Fabian Ruiz and, and he's a player. He's the type of player I'd like to see come in. You know, maybe some will say it's unrealistic at this moment in time. I don't think it is. I think the financial state of Italian football at the moment is such that you can, I don't want to say force, maybe bully. I, I don't think those are the right terms, but you can persuade people to do business for the right money. And I think he's the type of player that would fit into that midfield pivot of ours perfectly not Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain. So I think I've made my feelings on that one very, very clear. As I say, I'll be back a little bit later on with another show, more uh, relaxed show, a lengthier show. We'll be taking more of your questions and thoughts during that one as well. So make sure you subscribe, make sure you tune in. Right, if you are watching us on YouTube, don't forget to hit the like button. Don't forget to subscribe to the channel if you're new. We're still trying to get up to that 17K mark here on the video platform. If you are listening via audio, please, please, please do leave us a review because I've seen a few coming in over the last few days and they're brilliant to see, number one, because I get to see what you guys think of the show. There's some great comments. There's some constructive comments as well around things that probably need to improve, which is also very helpful. Um, but yeah, it, it really does help. So please do um, like, subscribe, leave us a review, depending on which platform it is you are taking in the content. I'll be back a little bit later on. Until then, take care. Let me know in the comments your thoughts on the idea of Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain returning to the Emirates. Until next time, ciao. You're listening to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast. I'm Martin Tyler, and you're listening to Harry Simeon.